righty, there she is. We are live. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Sean, for having me on your show. This is fantastic. So oh, happy. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being a part of this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Alana Elston. Alana Elston. That is me. Yeah. So we have to wait because, Alana, I have like a million followers that need to try to flood in to uh, watch us today. So we're, we'll just talk for a little while until uh, we give everybody an opportunity to jump in. I really don't have a million people, but anyway. <laughs> That's what we're striving for. You may after today. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so I just uh, ask everybody that's uh, that's that's coming in today to join us. Um, like I mentioned, I have Alana Elston here, and she's going to be talking to us. She's with Anthro Capital. Um, it's her company, and uh, she's going to be talking to us about HR strategies specifically. Um, I think it'll probably lead down the road to small business because that's how our conversation, remember, started. Alana, we were chatting. Um, we were talking about this, and I was telling you about some of the things that I was outsourcing. Um, mm-hmm. We thought that was smart. And I'm like, well, listen, I, you know, kind of want to get into talking about different parts of the business in which, you know, we can offer uh, some benefits and such uh, to like our employees and, you know, just do other things as it relates to human resources. And so I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. This is what we need to talk about. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now we can get started. Like, uh, you know, I've known you for a long time I, yeah. I want publicly. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Um, yeah, for stepping out um, yeah. yesterday. As of you. National Women. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, strong leaders like you, you know, you deserve everything that you're getting that's coming your way. So uh, yeah, I will say that I'm definitely proud. So tell us, uh, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Alana Elston. I have been in the field of HR for many, many, many years. That was that was my major in undergrad. And then I followed it through through my MBA. And in receiving my MBA, I did general business. And just to back it up a little bit, even in undergrad, I think I was torn. I originally started as a psychology major. And in that, I realized there's, number one, there's a lot of school that you have to go through for psychology to really become lucrative. And I was like, maybe there's something I should do here and pivot slightly. So I did pivot into business, but I really still wanted to find the synergies between psychology and human resources. And there are quite a few, actually. There are a lot. And I really thought about business in general. And that's always something that's interested me, just really understanding how business works. How do you grow and build business? How do you create a business that lasts through the test of time, through pandemics and even beyond? That's always been something that I've been very, very interested in while still maintaining a presence with people. I feel like I'm a natural extrovert and I love connecting with people and I love understanding them and I love understanding their business, their business models, et cetera. So really honing in on that was something that just fascinated me. And I will say I've had such tremendous experiences over my career for the last just about 20 years. And I've worked with incredible people at the C-suite level who have really strengthened my knowledge and really honestly 
allowed me to have a solid seat at the table to really help me grow and understand how business works. And I think that that went a, a tremendously long way. And I think today what's very, very important about human resources and the reason why I do love it so much is the shift that's occurred. And the shift that that's happened in traditional human resources is it's less of that traditional function. While all of those things will always exist, such as your benefits, your salaries, your benchmarking, I think human resources has grown into something that's definitely an extremely integral part of any business. And that really has to do with honing in on strategy, looking at employee experience overall, being a culture champion, building dynamic culture and really creating dynamic employee experiences. And that's something that I feel has always been something that I have found in human resources that created successful environments, but it wasn't always something that was at the forefront of human resources. And today it is. And so I'm really glad that a ton of HR leaders have really now grown into having a solid strategy seat at the table to really allow this movement of human resources, strategic thinking, employee experience, all of those things. And and that's kind of where it's grown to. And so I think for me, my sweet spot is really working with a lot of small businesses and small agencies to really understand how do they continue to build upon their most valuable asset, which are their people. While they're your most valuable asset, they're your largest expense. But how do we look at it differently? How do we change the conversation to really understanding? How do we keep our people happy? How do we allow them to successfully grow and develop skill set? How do we allow them to have amazing experiences along their journey as an employee? And I think all of those conversations at the strategic level were really important to have and and ones in conversations that I had at the strategy table and really said okay to really pivot this slightly and look at it differently in how again with our employees being our biggest asset how do we make the conversation about them and that's kind of what I've really done as I sit at the table and talk about and have these conversations uh, it's really about growth and development and it's really about your journey as an employee and being a, a successful employee over the time. So as I was mentioning, you know, my my sweet spot is at the small business level. And I've worked with some incredible agencies, some really great brands working with an incredible agency now, LG&D, and they're amazing small business as well. And I think what I'm doing now is, again, it's really having that conversation of how do we take our biggest asset and make sure that we are giving them an incredible experience overall. Right. So I have a question around this. So it's probably yeah. a two-part question. So I understand what you mean by assets, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you can own as many buildings as you want to, you know, have and have as many computers and equipment and money or whatever it might be. But an asset is definitely an employee. It's not an expense because you need those employees to help your business thrive and to grow. Is that what you mean by asset is just the, you know, the people? 100%. That's exactly what I mean when I say asset and your people, because that is your greatest asset. And again, that is what 
really shapes your business. That's how your business grows. And you have employees at all levels that shape and grow your business. While you may be at the C-suite level, you may be a partner, you may be an owner. Really thinking about your employees as your greatest asset and the individuals that will take you to the next level is how you build successful teams. And that's very important because when you hone in on specialization, when you hone in on what that employee brings to the table and really look at it in the bigger picture, in the bigger sense of my greatest asset, you build incredibly amazing teams. And that's what's very important, specifically with small businesses, because that's where you're growing. You're at the grassroots level, and that's where it's incredibly valuable to build solid teams on the onset. And you will continue to grow solid teams as you move through your journey as, as as an organization from a small to a mid to a large possibly. But it starts at that grassroots level with the employees that you bring in at onset. We're definitely going through that with uh, my organization. So we grew, let me see, we started with uh, two and a half of us, three, call it three. Yeah. Between four employees, mm-hmm. right? Four teammates. And I say two and a half because people were part-time, right? <laughs> okay. And then now we've added four more employees to that. And that's, that's mm-hmm. very tough because, you know, uh, one of the employees we have is uh, newer to the business. Mm-hmm. Understands the business very well, very capable, very smart, but newer and learning also our processes as we continue, as we build them. Sure. You know, someone that's got a ton of experience in another industry is having to pick up and learn a new industry. So it's a little challenging to create those opportunities for them to learn in these, especially in this distance environment mm-hmm. too as well. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing that, you know, at least for me that I hone in on every day that I think about is the experience that they have working here and what kind of information do they need to feel like that they're a part of something that's greater than themselves. There you, know, you go. Because, that's yeah, right. Because at the end of the day, all of us, you know, I don't know about you or anyone else, but when we start something, when you create a business, I tend to think that you want that business to outlive you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You want it to to grow to be whatever it's going to be, but to to live beyond the years in which you're you're here. And Absolutely. so to hear you talk about the experience Can you give an example of, you know, not maybe just someone like myself who's got a small business, it's considered a startup, um, uh, been in this industry for a long time doing mortgages, uh, going on 16 years. What would be an example of an experience uh, for a small business owner? I think the first example, and this is even before you're bringing on your employees, but what I have found to be incredibly valuable at the onset of starting any business even prior to, again, bringing on your employees. And it's okay if you have employees under your belt before you do this, but really solidifying what your mission, vision, and core values are. Because honestly, that is what shapes the experience long-term. And that's how you find employees who are like-minded, who share the same values, who share the same mission. It seems very purposeful to them when they come into your organization. So that's really, really important to solidify. And I feel it's important to solidify before really starting to build your employee base. Because as you mentioned, your employees want to feel like they're connected to something that's bigger than themselves. And in order for them to do that, that they, they really have to believe in what you're doing. They have to believe in what they're 
coming into work every day, the mission of the organization. What are our values? I mean, how do we treat our people? How do we treat our clients? And lastly, core values. What do we need to embody every day to be successful here? And that could be respect. There's so many things that go into being a great value. But again, it's really about creating those at the onset, because when you're starting to build your team, it creates synergies and it creates environments where employees feel connected, again, to something that's bigger than themselves. So I've talked a lot about that when I am working with my my clients, because a lot of them want to grow their team and they're supposed to. But in order to create successful teams, again, it has to be relatable. They have to feel connected to something. And that is really at the onset creates a dynamic experience for an employee long term. And really, you know, speaking about generations today, you know, with millennials, Gen Zers, that's very important. And those are the individuals that are entering the workforce and that have been in the workforce. And those are individuals who really want to feel connected to something that's bigger than themselves. It has to be very purposeful. There has to be some mission-driven aspects behind it as well that's showing I'm doing this because it's creating something that's bigger than myself. So that's really, really important, specifically with today's generations and us honestly working in less traditional spaces. It really is about how do we create environments and synergies and purposeful environments. And when I say purposeful, not only is it purposeful within the agency, but it's purposeful in a mission-driven way. So it's connecting to something that really pushes the needle, really creates an environment for an individual that feels like we care about something that's also very important. Got it, got it. Thank you. So yeah, the number one tip, first yep. and foremost, is is the foundation, setting that value. What is your, right. your vision and your mission and creating a direction? All that's right. right. So that's, that's the number one tip. That's the North Star is how I okay. look at it. That's where we start before we do anything. That's right. All right. And then so, all right, now I got, I have my employees and they're working here. What's your next tip? Yeah. So the next tip there is, okay, now you've, you've started to build your employee base. How are you developing your employees in line with your mission, your vision and your core values? So it's really laddering up. So now you have your employees, let's create an environment where they're growing and learning in line with our core value and our vision. So it's creating a process that really shows growth and development, but not only is it growth and development on a very personal and professional level, but it's growth and development in line with where our organization is going. So I think it's also very important to really look at your mission, your vision, your vision in particular, because your vision is something that you identify that could be three, it could be five or even a 10 year vision. But once you've identified what that is, then you start building a solid professional development process around that. So it's really about developing solid organizational and operating goals that then can be driven down to your most junior employee, because then what that does is it allows your most junior of employee to understand why I'm here, what my purpose within this organization is, and how I support the overall vision. Again, it builds connection, makes them feel valued, and it helps them to understand how they play a part in this bigger, broader picture. Yeah. And so, so we come yeah. back full circle to the vision and everything by by putting those operating procedures and such. And, Absolutely. Uh, 
Yes. And everything you do at that point from conversations that you have, from any sort of media that you do, anything that you project out to the world needs to be in line with your mission, your vision and core values. Good, good. All right. Great. Mm -hmm. This is uh, reassuring for me. I know all things you're doing already. So okay, well, I, I mean, I could be doing better though. Definitely uh, better, but it's just reassuring. And then, so we're not going to give them everything. So we have two tips. What will be one more tip that you would have? Um, we're going to stop at three because they got to yeah. pay you at five. We want to get four, <laughs> five, six, through ten. That's right. Uh, another tip would be, let's see, gosh, I have so many. So we talked about the onset of employees and or just really when you're building your business mission, vision, core value, critical, then building a process around that and creating solid operating goals. But again, I, I am really about employee experience. That's what I do. So how are we creating environments for employees beyond professional development? It really is about creating solid culture and solid culture points. So what are so you what doing? Do I have to like get a foosball table or something or uh, you know, that's TV with the PlayStation? I mean, we're in the pandemic now. Like, I know. Well, you, you know, what's so great and something that I actually did with LG&D where I am right now we did a virtual retreat and it was amazing. And so while a lot of people often seem to feel like you can't really connect and build cultural values virtually, you really, really can. And so that was something that was amazing to do because it created a very teaming space. So our, our in, the entire team felt connected. They felt like while we're in the midst of a pandemic, we're still able to connect virtually. We did scavenger hunts and we did, you know, we all took a core value and we made an incredible illustration around the core value and what that meant for us. So really those touch points. And those are something, those are things that you can do on a quarterly basis. It doesn't have to cost a ton. Specifically in the midst of a pandemic, it was incredibly important to do it because a lot of, and just like our teams, but really the world is in a state of, Am I connecting? And then you see everything that's happening in the world right now. It's really more so important to really continue to build connection across the team and have your team understand and realize that even in the midst of what's happening right now, we're still able to connect. We're still able to push forward. We're still able to do really, really great work and build incredibly incredible teams in, some, in the midst of this. So I, I do believe the third point really is about creating those touch points for your teams to feel connected and valued are incredibly valuable and incredibly important, specifically today. But even beyond pandemic, if you start that today, it's something that will continue with you even out of this pandemic. Got it. So yeah. one, create values first in that foundation. Number two, develop uh, strategies and standard operating procedures to kind of give the why behind it all, behind your purpose, right? And then number three, which you were very are very passionate about, is the experience. What kind of experience are we going to offer as employers, but also right. as employees receive That's to make right. us want to work so hard for this this purpose and this vision? Yeah, that further solidifies the connection. It further solidifies why that person is here, why right. they're on 
team and why they feel so connected. Now, don't get me wrong. Employees don't stay forever. And you got to know that's okay. But what you want to do is when they do transition and move on, you want to have really created a solid environment that they're going to talk about and they're going to feel like, you know what, I was in an amazing environment that shaped me and created me as a person. And I'm able to take that and move on to the next big thing. And that's the environment that you want to create. Right. No, that's amazing. So a lot, as I was telling you over the phone and I, you know, I say this every week, for me, it's super important to bring people like you on to speak to my network. We do mortgages. Everyone knows that. I think not everyone, maybe, but you should know. If you don't know, we help people finance home loans, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But I have a pretty vast network, I feel like, and it would be a shame if I had all these folks that I know that I didn't give access to information and create value amongst that network. So it's been really, really awesome to hear you speak about this because I know that as a business owner too, as well, it gets lonely and it's challenging because when I say lonely is because you're in your head, it's not necessarily someone that you can talk to all the time about what's going on in your business. It's hard to articulate it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to your spouse about it because maybe they won't understand or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. and You don't want to feel like you're whining or complaining and such. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's very difficult. And I can see where there's a need and a gap that you all fill. Where can we find you? Like, how can we utilize your services? Yeah. So I've shared my profile. We can share my LinkedIn profile. You can also find me on anthrocapital.net. But I think the best way to find me is is literally through LinkedIn and sharing not only my Anthro Capital profile, but also my my own personal LinkedIn profile as well. Nice, nice. So yeah. here we are. You, you, you got lucky that, that, you know, I know you well. I know. When I reached out to you, I said, listen, I'm only going to focus on a couple of things. Yeah. I shouldn't tell you, but be prepared for this one. Have you thought about it? I've thought about it. And thank you for giving me the heads up too. Golly. Because that was that would have been a hard question on the spot. <laughs> All right. So drum, drum roll, everyone. What we do is um, I've been, you know, usually, Alana, when we start, like, for instance, you talk about this virtual retreat. This would be like something that I would start the, you know, the conversation with is an icebreaker. Like, so yeah. we're going to do this at the end, right? The icebreaker. And so dead or alive, who would you like love to have? Like you're drinking tea. I'm drinking coffee right now. Yeah. But who would you like to have like a coffee with a breakfast, dinner, lunch, just a great conversation? Yeah. And I thought about this a lot and there were so many people, honestly, and I know that I had to narrow it down. So I actually picked two, but I would have them together sitting and talking to me. And I picked the Obamas. And here's why. I I picked the Obamas because, first of all, I just think that they're just both incredible people. But I also really believe that I would love to have a conversation around just resilience, rigor, and grit. And, And what I've seen both of them have throughout their entire journey, not only from pre-White House to in the White House to beyond the White House. And really the rigor, grit, and resilience, and both of them doing it with such grace in the midst of 
naysayers, if you will, in the midst of just the world oftentimes being against them, but they still had this incredible ability to rally the world and right. bring the world together and connect the world. Uh, and so I would love to have the conversation about that. And what were the steps in childhood and beyond? Because I think that both had humble beginnings. And that's mm -hmm. what's even more fascinating is coming from humble beginnings to where they are right now. What did that journey look like? And what are the jewels along the way that they would share to say, okay, this is what you need to do. Not only would I love to hear, but I would love to almost emulate that with my children seriously right. today and want to understand what did you do to just be so incredible and then continue to raise an incredible family. I would love right. to know, seriously. That's good stuff. Someone <laughs> just uh, put a big heart on there. Yeah. No, that's an awesome response. I, uh, I've heard, like, I'll get one or the other. Like, people will say Michelle Obama or they'll say Barack Obama. But so far, I haven't heard anybody say them together. Together. Like, yeah. growth, one stone. Like, right. hey. Yeah, let's move together. They didn't do it alone. They didn't do it. They they did not do it alone. So yeah. I want to know the journey with them together and how they navigated. Right. And that goes back to what you were talking about earlier with building your team. Yeah. You know, and understanding, you know, who's on your team and what roles everybody plays on the team as well. And, you know, kind of why you're doing what you're doing. So no, that's pretty amazing. So I'm not gonna tell you mine. Somebody put me on the spot two weeks ago. Really? Said, well, who's yours? And uh what did you say? You know, what did, what did you say? I changed up. I always used to say Nelson Mandela. Mm. Uh, just I'm intrigued how he could, you know, spend two decades, almost three uh, in prison, prison, right? For really no reason. And uh, walk out and forgive everyone. Yeah. Um, and then, I, you know, I'd really like to know, like, you know, was he scared? Like when he was going through it, like, mm -hmm. you know, what was he thinking? And why did he, you know, fight so hard? Um, while he was in prison, like, what were his thoughts? Like, did he think he was going to make it out? And then when he got out, like, what was his plan? Um, right. But, um, I went away from that, Alana. And <laughs> this one, I really, like, I'm I'm very intrigued by Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah. Mo, like, yes. the world doesn't know him that well. That's right. Like, very, you know, yeah. We only know what he puts out. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that's intriguing to me is how, how he's able to keep that vault mm -hmm. without like really slipping up and, and and letting the outside know what he doesn't want them to know, so to speak. And just to kind of, you know, figure out from him, like coming from humble beginnings, where, right. where he came from and where, you know, where he was going, how he got through it, how he deals with the media. And just for me, it would be more of a conversation just sitting with the guy having a brew or whatever it might be and just just talking because he's that real. So that, that I mean, you know, I don't know how profound that is, but that's those are the you know, those are the guys that I would like to uh, to sit with. Both yeah, great. yeah. And so for, for me, even on when we do this, it's uh, it's about relationships. It's about DNA and having a plan. So when I say relationships, Alana, it's like you know, build relationships before you need them. So you and I have been knowing each other what almost a twenty years time. now. <laughs> long, a yeah, long time. Like, yeah, it's like we talk, and you know, we're friends. But that's right. Look, I mean, twenty years later, we're on a on a live stream talking about business That's right, right. Who great... yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and it's right. all about like building those relationships before you need them 
to set yeah. that path so that you can, you know, get access. All right. And when we talk about DNA, I specifically I'm thinking about what you said, like in your business, like what are our values? Like, what do we stand for? You know, what is our mission? Where are we going? Why you do what you do? And so that's very important. And then, you know, lastly, having a plan. And that's what you're all about is helping business leaders like myself and small businesses alike to be able to have a plan to be able to deliver that whole overall HR experience outside of just hiring people, outside of just offering benefits and such. So much further. Right. To do the whole gamut, to have a sustainable business. And mm-hmm. so that's why I feel like, you know, the purpose piece and the planning is so, so important. So, you know, that's that's why I do this is based on those three things. Like I said, relationships, uh, DNA and having a plan. And so you know, I appreciate you coming on today. It was a lot of fun. Yes. This yeah. is amazing. Thank yeah. you so much. No, and no again, we've known each other for many, many, many years. But really, I think this is just such a pivotal moment in the years that I've known you to be able to join you and really talk with you about business and growth and just the journey of where we are today. It's been a fantastic, I've, it's been incredibly valuable to witness. I'm so, going to be one of your clients one day, by the way. You can that's count right. on that. I don't know if you're to but yo, you don't even worry about it. It's, it's, uh, it's a done deal. Just as soon as I can afford you. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, so just to hang on the line real quick, I'm going to close this out. If anybody, you know, in the next minute has a question or anything like that, just pop into the uh, comments or even after the live stream. So Alana, you'll be able to have this information and share it and such. There'll be questions Mm -hmm. and possibly comments in there that you can answer as well. Alana Elston, everybody, Anthro Capital, we appreciate your time. As I say always, if there's anything that we can do to help you in any way, these are very challenging times. Understand things are going to get better. Um, We know they will. They always do. And then just, you know, do your very best uh, to hang in there. But like I said, if there's any way that I can ever connect you with someone, help you in any way, just ask and I'll personally do the best that I can to assist. So, Thank you, John. Uh, that means a lot. Thank you so much. No worries. Everybody have a great day. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.